0: And welcome back to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco. Good to be with you today on this Sunday afternoon. And uh, for those of you longtime listeners to this show, uh, I am so happy to have this next guest who you've heard on this program before. She's been with us uh, a couple of times over the last uh, several years, but we don't get to see her that often. And not just because of the pandemic, but because she moved from New Jersey all the way out to California. I believe she's living in Oakland. Mia Byrne. Mia, how how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I actually live in San Francisco. I just moved from the East Bay over to the city not too long ago, which is pretty cool. Oh, great. Uh, Yeah, it's been super interesting and also strange because of the pandemic. Yeah, uh,
0: it's been hard for all artists and I uh, I, I can imagine uh, how difficult it is. I mean, being so creative and You know, being stuck, not being able to perform for for in front of audience other than virtually. I mean, what what have
1: you been doing with yourself? Well, a lot of what I've been doing is songwriting. Uh, As you may know, I think we've talked about it before. I I write songs pretty much every single Monday, Mm -hmm. and I've just thrown myself into songwriting. I've been mainly songwriting and doing charitable work and doing some Recording for other people. I've been doing a bit of session work. I've been getting called in to Do some either some fun things or some things that will pay me some of my friends who uh, Can afford to or are, are obviously giving me session work, which is really great. I've been commissioned to record some songs for other people uh, some of which will be coming out soon some of them. I'm just doing for fun and I'm about to do a Dolly Parton cover and just making videos and stuff like that. And it's been interesting because I still go and attend the Jack Hardy songwriting workshop on Mondays, but virtually, Mm -hmm. which is actually one of the few boons from the pandemic is that a lot of people who would only attend it in person in New York City are now able to attend it from across the country. So a whole bunch of us who have m- moved out west or to Asheville or something like that are now getting together on Mondays. People in Nashville, it's been really good for my songwriting. I mean, the pandemic is not good for my songwriting, but right. <laughs> but uh, you take the silver linings where you can. And I'm just glad that most of our friends have remained healthy. Oh, that's good.
0: Uh, it's it, it certainly opened up new, opportunities in some ways uh, as you just mentioned you know having that songwriting workshop to now be you to be part of it even though you're on the other coast now right. um, but it, it I think it's also I, I always look at the in, in the pandemic as sort of kind of a way of us to all sit back and look at where we are what we do and find these new outlets but uh, for you as a songwriter I mean you've been keeping busy as you mentioned you you write songs every Monday. And I understand you have a brand new song that's uh, a little more folky than some of your your other uh, songs.
1: Yes, I do. So I've been doing this thing called Music Every Week, in which I record, formally record a new song for a private playlist. It's about 130 artists, which is pretty cool. And we all just listen to each other's music. And... That's actually been a great adjunct to my usual Monday practice of writing a song and putting it up for my patrons on my Patreon, because I've actually wound up developing a bunch of songs. I wrote this song, which is about a person who runs a soup kitchen, ostensibly in the Depression times. I wrote it a couple of weeks ago out of a dream. (laughs) I had a dream And I don't often do this, but it's been happening more where I wake up and I'll just turn on my voice recorder and I'll mumble something and type a few words down. And I had this idea of writing a song about my work with the Homeless Youth Alliance's Needle Exchange, which I do every Thursday. And it's interesting because I wound up Taking the original idea, which was writing about the work that we do, and I put it into a a story song about based on a few different people. uh, Like I mentioned, this person, Alvin, and walking among the tents. And one of the things we have to do every week at the needle exchange is to go walk around the block and look for, and look for. Uh, used used points used needles and pick them up and put them in put them in a in a in a sharp spin I name check one of the houseless folks that I know from the area Um, my friends Mary Howe and Stephanie Joy Ashley who work with uh, homeless folks here in San Francisco Uh, Lois Jordan who was a woman who ran a soup kitchen for out of work sailors and stevedores down at the Embarcadero here in San Francisco. And then the work that I've done with other houseless organizations like Ali Fournay Center, and even going back to when I was a kid. And I just made up this story about this this woman named Mary Dane, who took over her mom's store and made it into a soup kitchen during the Depression. And there were lots of people like that who did that out of the goodness of their heart. At a hearth of good fire, a
2: crowd shakes off the cold. Their faces downtrodden, some young and some old. Welcomed in by Mary Dane to a family store. Reading these ones The houseless and poor Mary's pod had been a scrapper When the market caved in So he took to the Navy was never seen again Her mother in grief Opened a general store From the wages he sent home wages of war. There were rough wooden shelves full of notions and sundries and a pot-bellied stove where she'd cook for the hungry. And when her mom passed, Mary kept the tradition, kept the store open, opened the kitchen, If you've but a nickel, please come inside If you've none at all, your credit is fine The coffee is hot and there's warmth and good cheer You're welcome to come in You're welcome here Every day before she'd open the door's for her guests, Mary'd walk the alleyways and check on the tents. Hello, Alan. hello, Kara, how's your afternoon? Be sure and come by, we're opening soon. She put up the coffee, keep it going. There were paper cups for those who needed warmth to take away. Loaves of fresh bread, fruit in the spring. At the long barnwood table, the old men would sing. If you've but a nickel, please come inside. If you've none at all, your credit is fine. There's a plate for you, and there's a warmth and good cheer You're welcome to come in, you're welcome here There were children with bright eyes under streaks of dirt Mothers whose faces showed the creases of hurt Folks in clean clothing you wouldn't know had lost their house or more All in the comfort of Mary Dane's store She was often asked, Mary, why do you feed the poor? You have your own bills You don't have much more And she'd smile at them as they finished their questions. It was always the same answer, without an exception. What little I have can be given away. There are others in mourning. There are many in pain. If I bring peace for an hour, then I've done God's will. All are welcome here cold evening chill, if you've bought a nickel, please come inside, if you've none at all, your credit is fine, the kettle is on, and there's warmth and good cheer. you're welcome to come in, well you're welcome here. The coffee is hot, and there's warmth and good cheer. You're welcome to come You're welcome here.
0: And that was Mia Byrne and her beautiful new song, powerful new song, called Mary Dane. And... I tell you, when I first heard that, Mia, I thought it was a real true story. But you know, it it is a true story because it came from you, and and you dealt with issues in that song that uh, you know may have been the depression, but it's things that we're still facing. And I think it's a good lesson for people about helping others, and that that's certainly the way that you've been leading your life.
1: I have been trying very hard to use whatever privilege that I have and whatever presence I have to. Help other folks, and that's one of the reasons I started doing volunteer work during the pandemic. It's been incredibly important to me to be out there and doing whatever I can. And for a while, I I had I wasn't able to do it because I previously lived with folks who were immunocompromised, and right now I'm I'm living in a different environment, so I'm able to go out and do that kind of work. But uh, yeah, that song. I played it for the songwriters exchange and some people straight up cried. <laughs> mm-hmm. I choked up when I first heard that too. And uh, yeah,
0: now you recorded that with uh, Neil Eckstein and the
1: Fox run studios. Oh, is that correct? Well, I had actually begun the recording here in my home studio. Uh-huh. I had most of the tracking done. I recorded everything guitar, bass, Uh, there's two guitars, there's an acoustic guitar and a 12 string guitar and a bass guitar. And I recorded a quick vocal uh, for this music every week project. And I sent it off to Neil as I do with a lot of songs since we collaborate both in a producer client way, but also as we write songs together. He reacted very strongly to the song and asked if he could mix it. And I said, sure, I'd love to. And he said, we should get Carol Ann to do vocals, Carol Ann Solabello.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: who was one of the people who who actually helped shape the song into its final form in the Jack Hardy Songwriters Exchange. And she agreed to do it and really put herself into the song. And then he's like, put down, put down a mandolin track and give me this, give me that. And we mixed it. At remotely. He, he's just such a, a brilliant musician and has such a great touch for making things warm. And it sounded okay. Me doing it myself. Certainly I'm, I'm a decent engineer, but having Neil put his heart and soul into it really took it over the top. And I've listened to it a number of times since he sent me the version that you just played and it just gets me. Yeah. And some, and sometimes it's so weird for your own song to, to, to really move you in a in a way that in a way that you weren't expecting mm-hmm. and it comes from outside of yourself
0: that, yeah it's it's certainly something that I think gets to everybody and now they're hearing it I'm, I'm curious what some of our listeners are are, are how, what they're feeling right now but uh, Me too. It, it's songs like that that I think we we all kind of cling to and look for especially during a time like this when you know a lot of us aren't feeling hope a lot of us are wondering how we yeah. can help and uh, you've certainly pointed it out in there. And, and as I said before, I think, you know, you, you've you certainly set an example to everybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, between you work with the homeless people and, and the, the transgender community, which uh, you've been a, a huge advocate for and really help educate a lot of people uh, and help a lot of people. That, um, how are things on that front? I imagine with the pandemic and uh, it, it's
1: causing more problems. Well, it certainly is. Um, as And it it relates directly to to the work that I'm doing right now in the houseless community because I've always known that a a great percentage of houseless folks in any city are trans folks uh, because statistically we're less likely to have jobs, we're less likely to have wealth, and... What's been really interesting for me, because the thing I do on Thursday night uh, for the Mission Neighborhood Resource Center in conjunction with the Homeless Youth Alliance is is I'm giving I'm I'm helping giving food and just being present for the folks from the neighborhood, and it's called Ladies' Night, and uh, most of the folks who come in are are women um, of all different backgrounds and types, which is something I tried to illustrate in the, in the song is that um, there are so many people who are houseless that you wouldn't know are houseless yeah. And what really kind of stunned me when I started doing this this outreach work and I, I knew it would be that way, but I was just kind of shocked at, at the number of trans women who were who were part of this program, who were coming in uh, for resources and it's uh, it's uh, it's horrifying um, and i think for a long uh, for a lot of folks too they they don't realize that trans folks are the ones who are disproportionately affected by houselessness and so people tend to dismiss one cause they they tend to separate causes out right yeah. The trans community is over in one corner, the houseless community is in another corner, you know, and it's all intertwined. And that's the thing. There are people who are uh, out on the street or who are very, very poor who are trans. And I think that's going to be, continue to be a central focus in the work that I do. And as well as to be a trans educator, and of course, I think you know that I've started writing for Country Queer magazine online, and it's been my goal there to give equity to trans voices, which has been something I've been very passionate about uh, in our music community. And it's been really good uh, to be able to do that. That work has been really satisfying and helpful and we've actually we were on the front page of Billboard country yesterday which is amazing and uh, we I, I I find myself because I'm so present and active continuing to be a voice for the trans community and yeah the um I I, I see a lot of people just really, the isolation is getting to a lot of folks in the trans community, I think probably more so than the general community, mm-hmm. because we depend so much on being around being around other folks for not just for reassurance, but just the the kind of fellowship and the kind of support that that we need. Sure. And uh we lost a pretty prominent member of the trans community a couple of a, a few days ago and uh, named Rose Wong. She was the woman who helped change it so that trans women could be accepted into women's only colleges. This is about five or six years ago. She, she was a medical student at Stanford and uh, we lost her a few days I'm so ago. so sorry. Yeah. I know the
0: suicide rate among the transgender community is so high and I, I'm just thinking that this whole period of isolation and being alone, it, it only amplifies the those feelings and uh, I I just thankful that you know there are people like you out there that are uh, Being a voice and bringing these issues to light and also being a, a way for people to communicate um, I am so proud
1: to know you and uh, thank you, Ryan. And the work that you continue to do. I Just want you know, I want trans folks to know no matter who they are No matter where they are that they're not alone and yeah we're starting to understand that more and more but it doesn't change the fact that trans folks are still isolated and and still ostracized in many communities i'm very lucky to have community in new york and community in san francisco but even here it's it's i i won't lie i mean one of the reasons i started volunteering is cuz is cuz i wanted to be around more people sure and it's very difficult and I feel for a lot of the folks out there, and I, I hope that this is getting to them. Yeah.
0: Well, I think one thing that always I find comfort in is music. And I'm <laughs> thankful for, for songs and, and artists like yourself that uh, create these wonderful pieces, such as uh, Mary Dane that we heard today. Uh, and you mentioned you keep writing on Mondays. Any, any other songs coming? Any other projects that you're
1: planning? Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, there are a few new songs up on my YouTube, which are more rock and roll. And that's YouTube.com slash Mia Byrne Music, M-Y-A-B-Y-R-N-E, M-U-S-I-C. I I am currently in the midst of putting out an EP, which some friends of mine, uh, my bassist friend Fury, who lives here in the Bay and... Our cohort Genesis Furman, um, who's also uh, in the Bay, are working on that with me, and I'm hoping to have that out soon. And then my goal is for as soon as as soon as it's safe to do so, I've made plans to produce an EP in Nashville with uh, one of my favorite singer songwriters um, down there, and that's going to be great. Cause I've always wanted to make a Nashville record. So we we've planned that out. We don't know when it's going to be, but as soon as it's safe enough to travel and the pandemic is in some sort of state where we have some form of control, who knows? But, right. Oh, that's but, something to look forward to. And you mentioned a Dolly Parton song. Might that be on the EP? Um, that's actually being put out by my friend Jules and Delicado. Um, uh-huh. it's spelled just, they're a wonderful Bay area, uh, artists that i work with on a bunch of different projects and uh that's their personal project but uh yeah uh that'll be super fun i'm yeah. i'm gonna be laying down steel guitar and telecaster for that today i'm gonna get all duded up in my western <laughs> shirts and and whatever and, and sparkly rhinestones and <laughs> we'll see what happens they're gonna oh. put out a video but um uh, yeah but, but that's There's a there's a lot of stuff going on. If you if you follow me on on YouTube or Patreon, there's I'm always I'm trying to now to put out something at least once a week. And uh, this having the the deadline of not only do I have to write a song on a Monday by seven o'clock, but I also have to record a song on Tuesday by seven o'clock. That's been so good for my for I, I don't I try not to measure things in productivity because productivity is a tool of of capitalism <laughs> 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 without getting too political but uh, it's it's been really good for me just to be able to sit here at my workstation and 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 put out songs. And and whereas I've mostly just been recording stuff and not just, but I I mean, it's a huge accomplishment to write a song every week. I, I fully acknowledge that that's a big deal for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I've been, uh, but it's, and it's not easy to do, but I usually just record it straight into a video and now I'm actually having to record it to multitrack. And, and so everybody's benefiting from it, especially me, because now I have five new recorded tracks that are just that sound pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Well, excellent. I I ramble, Ron. I ramble a (laughs) lot. Well, you're a good rambler. (laughs) Uh,
0: Rambler, gambler. That's an old song. Well, Mia Byrne, I want to thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you again for writing this song, and uh, well, we look forward to more. Uh, Before we leave, again,
1: where can people get in touch with you? You mentioned your YouTube page. You also have a website? Uh, Yes. Uh, You can find me at uh, miabyrne.com and... uh, if you can sign up to support me on Patreon because it's one of the ways that I am making this all work. And that's patreon.com forward slash, M Y a B Y R N E M U S I C. It's really, Correct. really important. You basically you get, you get 85 tracks as of right now. So, wow. That's, that's a good <laughs> yeah. deal. Well, Mia Byrne, thanks again for being
0: with us today. Stay safe, stay well, my friend. And I hope we can uh, you, see Ron. you again real soon. And that was Mia Byrne, and you are listening to Traditions here on 89.1 WFDU-FM.
2: And the plumbing leaks nothing much about its straight. it's made it through the big ones and the fires it burned all around and somehow it's still standing on less than solid ground There's ripples in the glass Warm spots on the staircase You can see into the past Hide marks by the basement door From families long gone We don't know what's become of them But this old place lives on